Hello and welcome to In the Studio with Anne podcast. I'm Anne and thank you for listening. I hope from wherever you are, you are having a great day. I know I am. So today I'm going to talk a little bit more about some natural solutions that I've come across that I am swapping out in my medicine cabinet and finding that they are amazing and everybody needs to know about them. So on my blog, not sure if you follow it, I shared the top five oils for baby. And this was kind of on my mind because I have a six month old and I thought, hey, let me kind of share what my top five things are that I have right at the end of our bed that are always there for if I need to use them with my baby. So they are Clove, Serenity, Digestin, Breathe, and Melaleuca. The first one being Clove, I definitely dilute this down with fractionated coconut oil. And I make sure to be testing this on myself first because you don't want it to be too strong because Clove is a very strong oil. And I will say that all oils are very strong. Um, they're very super concentrated And so diluting them is always key, not only because when you use them for kids, you always want to make sure you're doing that because of the strength and you want to make them not so harsh, but it also saves you money because a little bit goes a long way. That's why people think they have to spend a ton of money on oils, but you really don't because a bottle of concentrated drops of oil can go, it can last you a long time because really all you need is a few drops in a roller bottle with the carrier oil of your choice and that lasts you for a while and then using the roller bottle makes it really easy to apply and to take places with you. So you really don't have to spend a ton of money um, because they do go a long way. So I always break them down most of the time, even for myself but definitely for kids and baby, and especially for oils like clove that are kind of like a hot oil um, that can be burning. So you definitely want to test this on yourself first. Make sure that when you're rubbing it on the gum, which is what I use it for, is rubbing it on gums for teething pain. Um, You want to make sure that when you're rubbing it on your gum, you're just getting a gentle relief from it. It's not burning. It's not, you know, making your eyes water or anything like that. So That can be very helpful, and I've used this a lot in the middle of the night. Baby's up crying. You can tell they're bothered. You know, just take some on your finger, rub it onto their gums, obviously making sure your hands are clean. Um, And I have seen relief pretty quickly with this because it does. It helps give that gentle numbness to their gums, and it's it feels very soothing. Um, another option that's out there is also in the homeopathic remedies, and that is chamomilla. Chamomilla is great as well for teething pain in babies, and I've seen great results with that as well. I use both. I usually don't use them both at the same time, but depending on what I have access to, a lot of times I'll do chamomilla before bed, um, or like during the day, but At nighttime, the clove is great to have right at the foot of the bed. So baby's up crying, it's dark, you're nursing. You can just quick grab that roller bottle and just rub it on their um, teeth. And this is what I used before I knew about homeopathic remedies. And so I still kind of incorporate it in. Um, 
Serenity is the next one. It's a calming blend. It's specific to doTERRA. Um, I do specifically purchase from doTERRA. I like their quality of oils and I like the story of their company. Um, so it's just who I like. I think that it's important that when you are getting oils that you are getting um, the best quality that you can get. Um, so this is a doTERRA blend, but you can also find a calming blend. I know I have a book, I might post that then, that actually has a, a blend that you can make from whatever oils you have. Um, I love this for nighttime or anytime you need to calm down. I put it on my chest, then when you hold the baby, they can smell it, use it on their feet, and diffusing it is a great option. Digestin is another doTERRA blend, and I use this one a lot. Um, stomach issues with gas and constipation. Baby's just like upset and wrenching around. They won't sleep, and you know they need to poop. I take this, obviously, in roller bottle, dilute it down, and I rub it around in circular motion around the belly button. Sometimes you'll have to continue to reapply every so often. Especially if you're diluting it, you can't do too often. So even if you want to do it every 15, 20 minutes or a half hour. Um, but I don't keep applying. If I find baby is calmed down, I just kind of let the body do what it needs to do. But I have seen times when I have applied this and within less than a half an hour, I have a baby blowout and they're so much happier. So this blend has definitely brought me some good times as far as that goes. I've used it for myself. Um, it's also help, helps with opening airways. Um, so it's known as the stomach blend, but you can also use it. I sometimes will take it and rub it down my nose, the bridge of my nose, and kind of like over my sinuses and on my forehead because it does help relieve um, congestion as well. <clears throat> so it's a little bonus. <clears throat> Breathe. This is one I would not be without. And it's the oil that got me started into my journey with oils. Um, it's one of my most used ones. It opens airways and helps with colds and cough. If baby's stuffy, I rub it on the chest and feet. And I also diffuse in the room and it smells amazing. Um, <clears throat> so... This is one, if the child feels like they need respiratory help, that is my go-to, and it really does. It helps my husband as well with snoring, helps to open up his airways for that, just all around better breathing at bedtime. So this is one that I usually have diffusing in the bedrooms at night, and it's one that is most often um on when baby or my kids in general have kind of like any kind of congestion or respiratory issue. Um, Melaleuca and lavender, this is a combo that I use. So it's, um, it's great for skin issues um, and rashes, helping keep them clean and calm. But the biggest thing I use it for is preventing and during an ear infection. So if my kids have the sniffles, um, I know that they're getting clogged ears, which could lead to an infection. So also if my children have ear pain, I always, this is the first time thing I go to to rub on their ears to help relieve that because it helps with drainage and preventing infection. You rub around the outside of the ear and kind of down the neck. Um, 
I have seen great results with this as well for middle of the night, kid has ear pain, or even just helping to give them that relief through the night. Um, but it's also preventative. Most of what I talk about is preventing and planning to be well and not to be sick. So it's all things that, you know, if we do things ahead of time, then we don't get to where we're sick. So anytime I see like any kind of fluid happening, runny nose, anything like that, you have to know that things are not working the way they should. And that drainage, we don't want that to turn into infection. And when ears, you know, aren't draining properly and things are, you know, not doing what they should be doing, ears can get clogged and infected. So that's my top five baby oils. I also wanted to talk about um, some other things that I've added to my medicine cabinet that aren't traditional and aren't things that I knew about. I wish I would have known about them sooner. And as I've started to use them, I feel like they are just amazing. And I can't believe that I haven't been using them sooner. So the first one is Echinacea. And I think most people hear about this one. I use it as a a tincture, so you just have it in a little bottle with a dropper bulb, and you can mostly when you're feeling run down is a good time. Astragalus, again, I have this as a tincture, so you know, just put a little in that um, dropper, and you can put it into juice or you can put it right into your mouth. The astragalus is especially effective as soon as you notice symptoms of a nasal cold such as sneezing and runny nose and you may be able to stop the cold completely and this is true because I have tried this on myself and it has worked so it doesn't taste good I'm not gonna lie to you but if you put it in some orange juice and you just like do a shot glass I laugh because we get out our shot glasses and it's not to do shots it's to do well not shots of alcohol it's to do shots of um, astragalus (laughs) or golden seal which is the next one on the list again a tincture and it's in a liquid form let's put some in that dropper and right in your mouth or in the orange juice or grapefruit juice is good for this one Again, does not taste good, but if you're pregnant, you don't want to take golden seal, but it's great for infections, especially with thick color discharge, sinus, sore throats. Again, very true. Um, so if you start to notice any sign of a nasal issue starting, astragalus, let's say you let it go like I did before. And you're like, eh, it'll go away. Well, it doesn't. And now you think you have a sinus infection and you have a really sore throat, glands are swollen. The golden seal is going to be what you want. And again, it has worked. I've been so amazed at how quickly it's worked. But again, it's it does not taste very good at all. Um, so you can also mix these with colloidal silver, which is the next one. Um, that I'm going to talk about. Again, it's for infections, including sore throats and sinus infections. Um, I also use this on the skin as well for sores and cuts to promote healing. My son was just burned 
um, when he went over to try to get some popcorn, I popped it the old-fashioned way in the the pan, and he didn't realize it, and he put his arm on it and burned it. So I put this on, and it really helped um, <clears throat> to take away that sting and to promote the healing. So I want to also talk about the colloidal silver when it comes to ear infection. So that can also be one that you can use to prevent I know for me, if my kids are really like, you know, runny noses and they are showing me that like right now, Lily and Haley have kind of like nasally stuff going on. So this is when now I'm going to start these things to make sure that there, it doesn't turn into infection. And so it's to boost the immune system as well, to let the body do a little extra boost to work out that cold. And I want to talk about, when I talked about homeopathic remedies, I want to talk about the fact that when I first start to see something, homeopathic remedies can be great as well for, you know, colds, ear infections, things like that when they get to a certain point, and that's when I'll turn to a remedy. So in the first sighting of something, I typically allow the body just to do what the body's going to do on its own and kind of see where we go. That's when I use my oils, and we're obviously using these things I talked about, the colloidal silver, astragalus, um, but, and obviously vitamins, making sure that they're getting a good vitamin. The vitamin I use is excellent and it has a great probiotic in it. So my kids are getting their gut health in as well, which is all about wellness. Um, but that's when I'm using the oils. So, you know, a little bit of cold, respiratory issues. I'm using the Melaleuca Lavender. I'm using the Breathe. But if you're going to then switch to a remedy... Because now I'm finding, hey, I think that the body needs a remedy to help them because it's getting a little bit worse and I want to allow the remedy to kind of just help the body get to where it needs to go. When that happens, I stop using the oils. And I say that because I want the homeopathic remedy to do what the remedy is going to do on its own. And because mint is a big no-no when using a homeopathic remedy. So breathe has peppermint in it, and I think digestion might, not 100%, I'd have to read, but I don't want to confuse the two. So at that point, I stop the oils, and I'll just rely on the homeopathic remedy because they work great just on their own um, to do what they need to do. So if I'm switching over... um. I have used a homeopathic remedy because of ear infection and a high fever. And at that point, when I was originally using the Breathe and trying to keep it that way, and then all of a sudden fever spiked, severe intense ear pain, stopped oils, moved on to remedy. And that's what we used. So I will say that just because you may not be aware that the two may not go together. It's not going to hurt you, but it's not going to allow the homeopathic remedy to be as effective. So with that said, I think I'm going to stop there because it's a great introduction to kind of some natural solutions that you may not have thought about. 
that I would highly suggest you get in your home to use and see how they work and see, um, you know, what, what results are you seeing? Because I feel like too often we can be afraid to use these things. But if we know that somebody else is using them and they've seen really good results, it can kind of give us the confidence that we need to try them out and to see if we can avoid having to use other medications that are honestly not very effective and have side effects and especially trying to stay away from antibiotics because they have their place for sure, but um, they're also very harmful to our gut health and our stomach and they oftentimes are used when we really don't need them. And it's important that we allow our body to do the exercising that it needs to do and antibiotics, we tend to then rely on that. And we want to allow our body to do what our body's supposed to do. Um, but like I said, there are there is a place, and I am glad for them, but they can be avoided in a lot of situations. So with that being said, um, I think the next podcast I'm going to talk about is thrush because that's another time when a lot of antibiotics are administered and I have dealt with, I think, three breast infections and I've also had thrush and I did not take antibiotics for any of them. So I want to share that. I shared a little bit about that on my blog as well. So if you want to check that out, go ahead. If not, stay tuned for another podcast coming out hopefully soon, referencing some of the natural ways that I was able to avoid antibiotics with breast infections and thrush. So until next time, have a great day.